Welcome to episode 63 of the Horror Dads podcast. You are joined by your Horror Dads, John and Jamie, and today is incredibly special for one reason, Jamie, and why on earth is that? Because tomorrow's Friday. Any other reasons? We are joined today, <laughs> John, by we're crossing off a bucket list again. Dude. We've been crossing them off. And get today the, we're joined by out. Larry fucking Zerner who plays Shelly in Friday the 13th Part 3. This is something we've dreamt about, talking to him, and uh, it didn't disappoint. Yeah. You guys will get that interview in a few. Yeah, Larry is an awesome dude, and he had a lot of cool insight about the film, and uh, just just really nice guy. And he's he's an attorney now that repre- he works in entertainment law, so he had a lot to say about the industry, which was super cool. And just, just an incredibly nice human yeah. being. So, yeah, he's great. Honored to have been been able to talk with him and and the character of Shelly that he played in Friday the 13th Part 3. You know, that character introduced the hockey mask to the franchise, which is what we all know and love so much about the franchise. Um, There's a lot we love about it, but that's like the most prominent thing. And it's just cool to hear like how the inception of that happened and what his response was as that was going on. And it's just kind of like... Hey, you know, I was an 18 year old kid climbing around with the light, trying to find the light switch in the dark and yeah. it worked out. So it's, it's, it's really cool. Yeah, definitely. So before we get into our interview with Larry, uh, we typically volley back and forth. So an episode, you'll get just Jamie and I, an episode, you'll get Jamie and I, where we do an interview. So the theme of this episode is Friday the 13th, part three, which is the film uh, that Larry was in. And uh, we're going to get to that interview in a moment after we catch up. So Jamie, what have you been watching, man? All right, so I, on Easter evening, you and I watched, we rented for way too fucking much money, uh, X, because it's still in theaters, I think, and uh, it's one of those things through Amazon or whatever, you can rent it for 20 bucks. Uh, You're paying the premium to be able to watch it in your home, uh, which was was well worth worth it, it because uh, we do not really get a chance to go out much uh, to see movies without the kids. Um Unless it's Sonic 2, I'm probably not going to go see it in the theater. Yep. So, yeah. No, we rented it. It was fucking amazing. It was well worth the money. I watched it again the next day while I was working. Um, so, yeah. No, I'm I'm all in on X. Um, one of my most favorite Ty... It's, honestly, it's right up there with House of the, House of the Devil for me with uh, my favorite Ty West films. Yeah. it's I'd say it's tied for first at the moment. And tied? I've only seen it once. Ty? Oh, damn it. Yeah, I didn't even I mean know. to do that. Yep. Okay. And then you got to call it out, mm-hmm. making me look like a douche. That's right, buddy. Well, I also loved it, and it was cool to be able to watch it together after having a fun Easter day. So uh, you've only seen it that one time, right? Yeah, with just me. Sunday when now, we watched it. Now, I don't it. know why, on my TV downstairs in my family room, my big one, it was so fucking dark, the movie was. Like, yeah, we, like, yeah, yeah, We couldn't it was. even really see a lot of shit. Like, yeah. The dark parts were exponentially dark. So I watched it again on my TV upstairs in my office. Dude, totally different. Huh. Better so, experience? Yep. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. Well, I guess I'll have to watch uh, watch it in your office. Well, next because time. I was under the assumption that like this is just how it is. Ty wanted this to be really fucking dark. Yeah. Um, and that's not the case. Little do you know do you know that Ty wanted you to get a new TV? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, uh, I so I checked that out with you on Sunday, which was great. Yes. I also watched the film uh, Superhost, which is a newer one. I've hovered like. Yeah, I've had dude. the cursor over this a million I know, times. I know. Uh, I really enjoyed this. It was a lot of fun. Really? Yeah. The it the film kind of reflects on the toxic culture of social media and 
What's the premise? It's like Airbnb or something. Yeah. So the premise is there's this couple that has a YouTube channel uh, where they basically go stay in Airbnbs and they, they rate them and they kind of talk about the experience. So it's like kind of as simple as that. Cool. Uh, But their relationship is strained for a couple of reasons. Like the channel's kind of failing and they're trying to find a way to make it more relevant. And like, he clearly loves her more than she loves him. And, uh, they're in a little bit of financial trouble and it just, it feels kind of tense and off balanced. Mm. Uh, and it, it's supposed to carry this like, Hey, we're the perfect couple sort of atmosphere when they're on camera, but like behind the scenes, it's not, it's not that lovely. Right. Uh, Barbara Crampton's in this and she does a great job. Oh yeah. Uh, it's, it's really good. Honestly, it's, it's a lot of fun. I had, I didn't even realize she was in this dude. I, I did not either. When I started watching it, I just kind of picked it on a whim. I was working one day and it was on the background. Is it one of those where she just is in there? Like she's not a main. She's definitely not a main character, okay. but she, she plays a pretty prominent role. Okay. Yeah. She's a disruptor in the film and, and she does a great job as always. Nice. And yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. God, it's, always, dude, always it's, great. It's a ton of fun. I think on Letterboxd, I gave it like four out of five. Oh, so yeah, yeah. it's up Whoa. there. Yeah. Four it, out of five. It is good. I wish you didn't tell me that because 70, I know okay, when listen, I watch hold this, up, I'm hold not going to say hold four out of fucking five. 70% of the way through, I was like five out of five. And by the end, I was like <laughs> uh, three out of five. So I split the difference and went four. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. So, yep. I checked out uh, Superhost and I also watched this week uh, more in an ancillary way, Session 9, uh, which is a movie we talked about a couple times, but... I just did a Dude. rewatch of that. And it's it's really oh, good. such a good movie. I love underrated love that movie. Yeah, way underrated. That's one of those movies where, like, yeah, if somebody who's a horror fan was like, uh, "What's a movie I should watch?" Like that I've never seen. That's one I would fucking highly recommend. Session nine. God damn, I'd buy a T-shirt for that. That's one that you don't see. Freight rags. Let's do it. Yeah, seriously. Uh, so we I, you about- know what I want to see is like a CSI Miami. That takes place in an asylum. Slash session nine, like crossover shirt. Yeah, some kind of witty. The dude's in CSI, right? Yeah, that's why you're making that joke. David uh, Caruso. I think that is his name. Sure, the redhead dude. Yeah, yeah, he's a great actor. He is. He's one of those guys too, though. That like, he just is what he is. His character is always that. Oh, like if you saw him at Wendy's, he'd probably be in that suit. You'd be like, yes. Oh wait, you actually clean up asbestos? But like, if he. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yep. All right. Uh, have you been buying, <laughs> have you been buying anything recently? <laughs> uh, yeah. So my son, my oldest son, who's eight, Ryland, uh, he and I went to the mall on Saturday. We just kind of had like a him and I day, you know, like little boys day yep. and, um, <clears throat> took him to the mall and we took, I, we went in this toy store that's in the mall and uh, we're looking at like shit for him, like Pokemon cards or what the fuck ever. And he was like, uh, dad, look up. And I look up cause I was like looking at that. I was like, Hey, look, uh, Michelangelo Ninja Turtle. They have a lot of figures yeah, in there yeah, and yeah. shit. And he could care less about that. So he's like, dad, look up. I look up. There's this fucking like foot long, like foot tall Funko pop of Michael Myers. Okay. So I'm like, Oh my God, there's like two of them. And he's like, Yep, bet you're glad I showed you that. And I was like, actually, I'm not because it's 45 bucks. I know I'm going to buy you this Pokemon shit. Yeah. Uh, 
and now I'm thinking about this. Hundred dollar experience. So at the I toy like store. <laughs> I bought him the Pokemon cards. Uh, we're walking out, and I was like, I "Had to buy you this Pokemon stuff. Couldn't buy my Michael Myers." And he was like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. I went home, ordered on Amazon for like ten bucks cheaper. <laughs> so I have that on the way. I'm pumped. Wait till you see this thing, dude. So it's like I, a foot tall. I'm gonna have that. Yeah, it's so it's actually ten inches. Uh, yeah. But I cannot wait to like get th- like the problem is I'm gonna want to take it out of the box, but it's like, do you take it out of the box? Yeah, I th- I think you do. Oh God, I always do. And then my wife will be like, you know what that'd be worth if you and it's like, fuck off, get out of here. And you're like wrestling with it in the kitchen, yeah, like rolling around on the ground. <laughs> wait She's till like, what I are you get doing playing. Wait till I get this guy, this ten incher. I'm really playing. I'm playing with toys. Leave me alone. I'm gonna yeah. like be wearing my Michael Myers mask while playing with this guy. Yep. And then my wife will divorce me, and uh, I'll live in a one-bedroom apartment with my Michael Myers toys. Did you get any Blu-rays for Easter? So, yes. As a matter of fact, John, I did. I got... Um, this is actually... Actually, I'm embarrassed to even say that I haven't previously owned this on Blu-ray, but I just got uh, Fright Night. On Blu-ray? Yeah, on Blu-ray. So, my sister... I've been sent- waiting... I'll be honest. I've been waiting for, like, a Scream Factory release or yeah. something. Like, what the fuck? I also fuck? have. Yeah. So my sister, who's your wife, texted me and said, "Hey, uh, I want to grab Jamie a little something for Easter. What, what, what should I get him Blu-ray wise?" So I landed on Fright Night, and then I started thinking about how I have it on DVD, but on Blu-ray, and I got a little fucking like, well, if "Jamie's gonna have Fright Night. I should have Fright Night." So then I bought it yes. the same night. I told my sister to buy it for you. So I actually also got a Fright Night. Now watch like tomorrow. Uh, Scream Factory is gonna like post like if that happens, I will ugh! I will road runner through my my kitchen wall, like just run through it at the uh the exchange up the street. You'll see two <laughs> brand new copies of Fright Night for sale, four ninety nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I picked that up. I also we we both also got uh, brand new copies of uh, Scream Five on Blu Ray. Thank you to uh, Paramount. So yes. they sent us a, a couple copies. We're gonna do a giveaway. We got a, a few extras. So super excited about that. But oh uh, my god, dude, when when I got it in my hands, yeah, it was even like, better. It was like my baby was born. I know. Yes. I put it in as soon as like I I opened the box. They sent us five. Yeah. I opened the box oh, and I was five. Like, I was Screen like, five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Opened it and I was like, man, this looks so cool having five of the same thing. And I instantly opened one and put it in my Blu-ray player and looks great. Excellent. Still, still great movie. Man. I can't wait. So, family, family antic. Do you have anything fun? Yeah, dude. So last, last night, night, yeah, last night, I knew this so, was gonna be it. The living room is a goddamn mess. Like just shit, fucking everywhere. Like everything's now moved. The couch is yeah. moved. I was like, "What is happening?" And she was like, "Well, I decided I was gonna rearrange the living room today in the middle of the fucking day for some reason." Um, <clears throat> so it actually looks fucking great. The first thing that she decides to put on with my eight-year-old is Disturbia. And I was like messing with the, you know, trying to get the little one to bed. And I come in and I'm like, wait, Disturbia? So like now I'm sitting on the couch, just the three of us sitting on the couch. Yeah. Uh, And my son was like all in, dude. So I forgot how kind of disturbing and fucked up the end is. It gets grisly fast start, at the end. Yeah, you start seeing fucking dead bodies and shit. And at 80% that point, of that movie is fun. Dude, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, honestly, 90% of that movie is pretty kid. It's fine. It's neutral, you know? Yeah. Um, 
but you get to that end with the bodies floating in the water. And, but there's parts where when uh, Cal comes into the house and the man, I can't remember his name, but the dude is the bad guy is like hiding certain parts, you know? Yeah. And my son would be like, Oh my God, I see him. <laughs> was and he asking be, a lot like, of clutching questions? me? Was he asking a lot of questions? Yeah. He, so he had to know if somebody, like I oh. had to tell him if somebody was going to die. Like he, and I, to be honest, I forgot that the cop dies. So I was like, no, nobody dies. Doesn't, Don't worry about it. Yeah. He yeah. breaks his neck. I was going to say, doesn't his I, neck I snap? totally forgot. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, no, nobody dies. Don't worry about it. And he like, because originally he was like, I need to know if Ronnie dies. Because you know how Ronnie disappears. Yeah, he's a fun friend. And, and I was like, yeah. well, I'm not going to tell you. That's the whole point of watching these movies is you don't know. And yeah. he was like, like he got to a point where he wouldn't shut up about it. So I had to tell him like, no, he's not going to die. Nobody dies. And then the you're mom like goes Googling, over. You're like, does Ronnie die? I can't remember. He's hitting the face. <laughs> no, 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 with a I bat. knew. I knew that everyone was safe. Um, all the main characters. Totally forgot about that shitty cop. Probably because he I wanted him to die. Um, but yeah, no, dude, so fun. Um, I'm glad that he enjoyed it, and I was a little bit worried that he was gonna have nightmares, but I think he's good. Yeah. So I. That's a good one to show because it's, like I said, mostly mostly fun and easy, and. I mean, he's almost nine, right? So, yeah, yeah. I was, to be honest, I was more worried about like Cal and the the neighbor making out and him asking questions. Yeah, like, about that. Yeah. yeah. Why is that boy laying on top of the girl? Yeah. So my family thing is not related to my kids. Actually, it's uh, my my stepmom <laughs> and I. Tonight we watched Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. Whoa! Just in preparation. Prior, yeah, in prep. Nice. I, my uh, my wife and kids are actually out of town for a couple of days because it's spring break. I still had to work, uh, so she went down to Columbus um, for a few days with the kids uh, to visit her aunt. And I've been solo dad up here. And I talked to my stepmom last night. I was like, "Hey, you want to do dinner tomorrow night and watch Friday Thirteenth Part 3? And she was like, "Yeah, I'll make homemade covetel." Uh, so yeah, we had a homemade nice. dinner and watch Friday Thirteenth Part Three. And uh, I don't think she'd seen it. Or hadn't seen it in a long time, and she loves horror, uh, so it was it was fun just to like hang out and and watch yeah, this movie man. and talk about how we were going to be talking with the uh, the the man, you know, the myth, the Zerner. Yeah, <laughs> uh, man, I fucking love this guy. He's so great. Uh, so, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? So I'm wearing my Shelly the Thirteenth, which was a limited edition. Fright Rags release, uh, which is fitting because Ben from Fright Rags is who essentially yeah. gave us the in for Larry. Yeah. Um, it's <clears throat> it's essentially just uh, it's Larry or Shelly wearing the mask. You got the hair. You got the spear gun. Yeah. It's, it's an amazing shirt. shirt. Yeah. And it says on the tag, like we were talking about how we love yeah. the, uh, it I says Shelly the 13th. Yep. I, I bought that. I was going to say you bought you. this for me. Not for Didn't me. Didn't buy one. Yeah. But yeah, hmm. great shirt. I so I don't think you're gonna hear this on the interview, but when we first started chatting with Larry, we did video, and uh, first thing he said was, "You have my shirt on." Yeah, he said that's a limited limited <coughs> haul or whatever he said. Yeah, yeah. I think he said less than three hundred are in the world. Yeah, man. I wonder if he has uh, a copy. He must. I don't know. Ben, I hope he doesn't. Ben takes. Hope care. It's just me. <laughs> You have the only one. There's only one sold. Ben <laughs> takes me. care of his people. I'm sure he has one. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I have on 
another wonderful apparel company that we've also had on the podcast. We just had Ben from Fright Rags on a few episodes ago. And I have a Toxic Coffin uh, tee on. I've got the um, the Stranger Things uh, tee Whoa. from them. I just, yeah. I, it's the pocket tee. I love it, man. Love it. I love just, that like little I, hand at the pocket. Yeah, yeah, dude, I can't get enough of it. And uh, it just fits so well. And I'll be uh, prepping for uh, season... What is it? Season three of Stranger Things any minute here with uh, summer coming up. So can't wait to... Oh, my God. It comes out next month. Well... I'm going to get season three going with the, the summertime Oh, the stuff. July. You yeah, know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So. But the new one comes out next month. Well, I'll have to watch it before then. Yes, sir. Yeah. So a couple quick shout outs. We do have a brand new patron. We Mike, do. Michael series. Michael uh, uh, runs the We Love Horror podcast. Yeah. We're actually going to be doing a, a mashup with, with him and his show. I think May 18th is when we're scheduled, if I'm nice. not mistaken. Uh, so we're going to be on Michael's show. Michael's a great dude, great podcast. We love him, and and we'll probably have him on our show sometime in June. So, Michael, thank yeah. you for joining, man. Welcome in, Michael. Thanks, yeah. buddy. We, we appreciate it. Uh, and we do have a Patreon. We we have a $5 tier and a $10 tier. For 5 bucks a month, you get a, a special bonus episode every month where we talk about a movie we've never seen. So this month we talked about Mausoleum from 1983, which is totally insane. <laughs> Um, and tomorrow morning which is friday we're dropping a new bonus episode for our ten dollar tier patrons where we talk about uh our our favorite films from ty west uh given the fact that x just came out so ton of great content on there we have horror moms where our wives join us yeah we do uh, watch throughs with the ten dollar patrons yeah yeah so please please do consider uh subscribing and we are going to do a watch through episode this month as well where we we talk about friday 13th part three for sure well, let's head into it, man. All right, you let's get do at it. it. Larry, we're coming for you. All right, let's get at it. Weekends are a good time to escape to the woods. Unless the weekend begins with Friday the 13th. Because 13 is an unlucky number. But out here, so are one through 12. Because these are Jason's woods. And nobody leaves them alive. Friday the 13th, part three in 3D. Jason, you can't fight him. You can't stop him. And now, you can't even keep him on the screen. Friday, the 13th, part three in 3D. Now, when it comes to killing in Jason's woods, Jason will come to you. Friday, the 13th, part three, in 3D. A new dimension in terror. It will scare you. Count on it.
Welcome to episode 63 of the Horror Dads podcast. Uh, Jamie and I are unbelievably pleased to welcome our new friend Larry Zerner, who played Shelley in Friday the 13th, part three, back in 1982. Uh, Larry, thank you so much for doing this and welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. Yeah, this is uh, this is incredible. And we were just talking before we started rolling here. Um, you know, if, if, if you blindfolded us and said, hey, who's the number one person you'd want to talk to? Uh, I think you know, you're, you're the top of the list uh, along with some other people that are probably deceased by this point. So, uh, just we're, we're humbled and honored that you're uh, lending some time to us. So, so thanks. Okay. That is so bizarre, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just keep, uh, keep filling the room with some, uh, some compliments and yeah. uh, we'll just keep flooding you with it. Yeah. But, uh, so, so Larry, you're originally from California. Did you grow up in the Hollywood area? Born and raised in Los Angeles, uh, with the Fairfax High, with the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Like, if it's, like they, were they in your class with you? Uh, they're, Anthony, they were all a year above me, but Anthony was in drama. We were both in drama together. Uh, I was in plays with Anthony. Um, uh, uh, we did the musical Damn Yankees, and uh, Flea was, played the trumpet. We, no way. Man, that is amazing. No, I knew all those guys. I knew all those guys. Oh, awesome. That's way cool. I'm picturing like Fast Times at Ridgemont High with, <laughs> with the guys from them. It was, I mean, the same year. You know, it's, yeah. That's, that's, that's <laughs> uh, so I graduated in 81. So Very cool. Pretty much what it was. So growing up in Hollywood, like, was your family involved in the industry at all, in the film industry? Uh, or No. No? No, not at all. So what, what, I guess, what, uh, what got you into the, the industry, into acting and film and, and all of that? Uh, well, I, I'm the youngest of six kids. Um, uh, I have five older sisters. And uh, you, uh, so I have a lot of younger, you know, youngest kid syndrome, which is, wants attention. Yeah. Uh, and um, then when I was 11 in sixth grade, I was capped. And Dick Deadeye in the uh, production of HMS Pinafore, which is a Gilbert and Sullivan operetta, which we did in sixth grade. But Dick Deadeye is a bad guy, and he gets to do all this. He gets to wear an eye patch, and he has his arm like this, and he gets the target. And it was such, it was like people paid attention to me, and I was like, oh, this is great. You were hooked. Acting. Yeah. Acting was the thing. Yeah. After that, I wanted to be an actor. Yeah. So you have, so you've got five sisters. Are are they involved in anything film related, or did they do anything no. film related in their careers? No, no. no. Oh, so you're the only one. I'm the only one. Did you grow up a horror fan at all? Oh yeah. No, I, I when I was a kid, I was I was really into Universal monsters. I remember I wanted, I told my I wanted to decorate my room with you know Frankenstein and Dracula and Wolfman stuff. Said no. <laughs> Can we paint? I moved to a different room. Like I shared my room with my dad, twin, twin sister. And like when I was like, you know, nine or ten, my, I got moved to a different shared room. It was like, okay, now Larry needs his own room. So I got moved to, to the room off the kitchen. And I was like, Can I paint it black and make it black light and put monsters all over it? They were like, no. Hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> Who was your favorite growing up of the Universal Monsters? Uh, I had, a, for some reason, I remember I had a Quasimodo mask, like the, from Universal Studios, and I used to love that mask. 
That's more, incredible. More than the movie. I think I was probably more a Frankenstein guy. Yeah. So prior to Friday the 13th Part 3, you were into masks. So it was very fitting for your character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is super fitting. I, I also played, uh, I played street hockey. I played gold. Oh, did you really? You still go yeah. Right. Man. Were you into, uh, now were you a fan of the first two Fridays? I don't think I had seen them. Uh, I definitely, I didn't see them in the theater, and this is really, really pre, you know, the video, videos are just starting in, in 80, so it wasn't like there were video stores everywhere yet, and so that, I don't think I had seen them. I'd heard of them, but I don't, I, don't, I hadn't seen either of them. Yeah. Uh, I know when I got cast, I, I don't remember this, my friend said we went, we rented on a nice song. So you watched uh, them prior I, to, I, yeah. I, yeah. I don't remember watching it. And, and it wouldn't really, you know, it doesn't really prepare you for the film. Yeah. So you, you were in, uh, like, just out of high school, right? You were, what, like, 18, 19? At this 18, time? yeah. Yeah. So what were, like, the optics of Friday the 13th at that time? Were, like, did the community that you kind of grew up in and were around, were people like, oh, yeah, Friday the 13th, that's a, that franchise, and it's, it's up and coming. Yeah, I don't think that it was a franchise yet. I mean, this is right. We have three movies in three years. Yeah. Um, so people knew the name, and you know, the first one had done very well. The second one had not done that well. Is it okay? I think the first one did. You know, first one did like forty. I think in the initial run, which is you know nineteen eighty dollars. Yeah. That's probably a hundred now. Um, you know, and and part two did I think eighteen. Uh, you know, so respectable enough to do a third. Um, but I don't think anybody was expecting anything from the third, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I think they, you guys originally, <clears throat> I think they were planning on it being the last one, right? Didn't you guys have like a party afterwards after rapping? Nope. No. Nope. Okay. No party. I mean, you know, part of the reason it, it, you know, the producer of the movie is Frank Mancuso Jr. Yeah. Frank Mancuso Sr. runs Parent. Sure. So, you know, I, I don't know where if how the movies get treated if there is not that familiar connection. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. That's that's crazy. Um so I guess at that juncture, like heading into the the situation, having known like, hey, you know, the first one did forty, the second one did eighteen, was there like high anticipation? Did it feel like stakes were high on this or or not really? It was just kinda like, hey, we're gonna do another one and uh I- you know, I had no idea of box office. It wasn't a thing. There wasn't yeah. a box office thing back then, right? No one did that. There, right? That came later. There, there wasn't like they didn't report the box office fast every week. That's a that's a that was a later thing. It, it came later. Uh, nobody, you know, you just you. We made a movie. I didn't, I didn't know anything about financials. No one, no one, no one. I wasn't getting a profit a share of the profit, so no one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. just happy to be cast at that point. So happy. Yeah, I, it was my first movie. I was like, I was cast for a movie. I was eight yeah. Years. What was that really? process like? Did you audition or? It me. It was me in a room with Sean Penn and Tom Cruise and uh, uh, <laughs> Tim Hutton, and we're just all going after. Just riffing, doing freelance, just all We're riffing. Just like, I'm like, Sean Penn, get the fuck out. This is my role. 
Um, no, uh, I had a job uh, handing out um, t- movie tickets in LA. You know, we do screenings of movies, sneak previews, so you know they can. You know, that's what we do. That's what we do in LA. Um, so there's always people you have going around when you want to see a movie and you hand out. So I had a job handing out tickets, and I was handing out tickets to a screening of a movie no one had ever heard of from Australia called The Road Warrior. Um, and I'm, I'm in Westwood on a Saturday night in January asking people if uh, they want to see the, this movie called The Road Warrior, which I, you know, stars someone you never heard of called Mel Gibson. And uh, <laughs> uh, I'm looking out, I look just like I do in the movie, you know, big afro, fat, geek, um, and these people come up to me and they said, uh, they go, excuse me, are you an actor? And I'm like, that's a weird, you know, that's a weird question to get asked. Maybe they saw me as, uh, uh, in, um, in Greece at Fairfax High, uh, and <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to come from I'm like, so, but I, you know, I was an actor. I was studying, I was studying acting in, in college. I was a theater major, and I said, yeah, I'm an actor, and, and they said, well, we wrote this movie, and we think you'd be perfect for it. That was uh, 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 Carol Rott Watson and, and Marty Katrasser, and they were the writers of, of the script, and they saw me, and they were like, fat, afro, geek, that, that's the guy. They looked at me and said, that's Shelly, and right, I was exactly what they pictured in that. And uh, I gave them my agent's information, and um, a few days later, I got a call to go down and audition. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Sean was not there. He was busy filming Fast Times at Wismont High. So <laughs> I don't know if, uh, we, you know, if he had auditioned, whether he would have stolen the part for me. But it turned out uh, I got the part. That's amazing. That I feel amazing. like if I were you, I would have walked in there like, like you know, King King of the Roost, like they they handpicked me for this. Yeah. Well, the, except when you learn that writers have no power. <laughs> and I remember, I it was one point because there were multiple. I did, like I went in and I had a callback and I had a third callback. And by the third callback, I was feeling kind of like, well, this is fine. And Steve Miner looked at me and said, "You know, you don't have this yet." <laughs> so I, you know, I was like, okay, I still working here. Like I don't got it yet. Like that wasn't how it was. I, I, I don't know who else auditioned. I never saw the other show. Yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Like, was was. Because in my mind, I have like, yeah, I'm picturing like Inspector Gadget, like just dude, like 50 Larry 50 Zerners. 50 Larry yeah. Zerners all yeah. holding a mask. Because I, 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 I usually go to an audition and you see like the fat guy. There's, there'd be a bunch of fat guys, you know, who I, and you sort of see the same guys over and over. I, I never saw, I never was in that room with them. I don't know whether it hmm. just spaced this out or, or whatever. I just never saw them. So, Interesting. don't know who else auditioned. So, uh, coming from the family where your parents were not not cool with you uh, doing the Universal Monster theme in your room, by this time you're, you know, you're an adult. Uh, where how'd they feel about you taking this role? Were they like, were they encouraging, or what was the family life like? Well, they were, yeah, they were happy. I mean, I was a theater major. I was wanted to be an actor, and there I was. I got cast in the movie. I mean, they weren't like, oh, 
you know, like it's a Friday Thirteenth movie. It's a yeah. horror movie. I'm getting killed. They weren't that. You know, they weren't like, oh, it's you know, it wasn't the Barbara Streisand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, but they were they were fine with it, and you know, so they were fine. They were good. I love that. And my mom is in the movie, so she got a got a yeah. She got a that. She's her, the that picture of you know in Shelley's wallet. Um, of Shelly and his mom. Oh, and that's your, yeah. Dude, I was going to ask. Yeah. We, we took a picture with my mom in the, on the backyard. And, and, and that's the thing. And then uh, that picture uh, or a version of that picture was on my mom's refrigerator until she died. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> man. That's really cool that she got to be included. Was was there yeah. a line uh, during the audition that they kept making you repeat where you were like, oh, my God, if I have to do this again? Like, in my mind, yeah. I, I have you saying, like, I'm not an asshole, I'm an actor. We, um, we, the, the audition was the, the scene in the car after the, the, um, oh, yeah, yeah. After the showdown. Uh, after, the, after I knocked down the motorcycle. That, yeah. That was the, that was the audition scene that we did, uh, that I remember doing over and over. And there was a long, it was, it was cut. I mean, it never got shot, but I don't say it was cut. We never shot it, but in the original script, there was a chase. Um, oh, there the was a chase. They pick up the motorcycles and chase Shelley and Vera, and there's a whole like I get. Um, so like I take I have champagne and I pop the champagne and you know fly into their face, you know, like a bullet, and knocks them off the bike. And then I think we, I think I stopped the bike, and then the other, you know, so that was that took care of two of them. I think there were only two bikes, right? Uh, Fox and, and Ali are together, and then uh, Loco's on another bike. And anyway, then I I think I stop short and he flies over, which is all like big 3D stuff. And yeah. I think yeah. once they got into it, they're like, there's just no way for technical Yeah, yeah. Take a lot of time and be really expensive. Doesn't look good. Yeah, it would have been cool. But. Yeah, as you're telling the story, I'm just picturing a cork flying in my face. So, yeah, that would have been the cool. same thing. Yeah. Was there. Yeah. And the body's flying. You know, that was oh cool yeah. What, where? So where was the like those scenes and stuff? Where was that shot? Was that that was in California? I assume all of it. Yeah, everything everything was in California. Um, the all the, the you know the ranch, and the 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 barn and the and the house the cabin are it's a place called the Value Bay. Um, film ranch. You can Google it and look at other pictures. The, the, they burned down. Someone burned down the house. I heard some like kids set a fire in the fireplace, which isn't real. Oh, bummer! Oh my god! Uh, I saw that the drunk kids, the the shop in the beginning, or the little the place in the beginning, I think is now a parking lot too. I I remember I just saw a picture of that recently, and I felt like so devastated uh, that that's not there. And then the the store is in the middle of nowhere. Uh, we, we did it. Then we went back there. It's an extra on something. Somewhere we did it. It's an extra on some video where I, I went back to the store. Well, you guys were there on the uh, Camp Crystal Lake Memories. Yeah. That documentary. Maybe yeah. it was for that. Maybe yeah. there are extras on the Camp Crystal Lake. That's such a great documentary. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's very yeah. extensive. And I loved uh, – you were – in that you're in the store, like throwing the wallet, like talking about how for the 3D you had to do that like 70 times. Yeah. Yeah. 
it was a it was a thing. So yeah, we took a long uh, time. It, it took so I don't know where that that place is far. It's in LA, but I thought that LA. Yeah, it looked like it was in the middle of nowhere. It looked like it was in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. <Yes. laughs> So Larry, one, like the cornerstone of Friday the 13th franchise is the friend groups and the different tropes. And like part three is no exception. Uh, what was it like? Like, were you guys all friends? Do you stay in touch now? Um, uh, we were, we were friendly on set. I mean, it was, it was great. You know, we were together. The way the movie is, is you're together, you know, and then we're, you're apart, you know, so we only had a, a few weeks together and then. Like, you know, we all start, we all started in the band together, right? Everyone's there. Uh, and, and then, um, you know, slowly by, <laughs> slowly by, surely, everyone gets killed and then yeah. you're all and then alone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. But, um, you know, I'm still, you know, we're Facebook friends. Uh, I don't, oh, Tracy Savage is the only one who lives in Los Angeles. Uh, or she lives in the Valley. We both live in the Valley. So I, I see, I see everyone. Um, and uh, uh, everyone else, you know, we're on Facebook um, to accept. Well, uh, no one talks to Rachel because Rachel won't talk to anybody. Uh, yeah, I was reading. Yeah, I mean, you could tell from the from the documentary too. It seemed like she, she was nothing to do with the. Yeah, she's become she became a psychologist, and uh, yeah, she just she wants. I, I talked to her once. She's never seen the movie. Oh man, yeah. Um, so do you do you feel like uh, when when the remake came out in two thousand nine, like were you excited mm-hmm. by that? Did you go see it? I did go see it. Uh, yeah, I was there. I was there opening night. I was there opening night with probably with uh, Dan Farrens and Peter Brackey. Um, yeah, I didn't love the. I can't say I love the, the remake. It, it, um, uh, it you know it's it's not the same sensibility as a as Frank, I, I think it's a little you know who directed Marcus Misspell right yeah yep. the director right who had done Texas Chainsaw Massacre yep he did that too right, it, it, feel, it somehow it feels a little bit more like Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah it feels more mean for yeah sure. it's definitely meaner yeah. for sure yeah yeah it's not my favorite of the of the probably, yeah, of the twelve movies it's not not, not that high in my which mind. which is your favorite. Oh, uh, four and six are, 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 are I think are my favorite. So good. Yeah. I think our, if you had to pick a top three for us, it would be three, four, and six. Yeah. yeah. If, if you were going to be in one that is after part three, is there one that you wish you could have been in? Well, four. Four, yeah. <laughs> four yeah. is so good. Four, yeah. I, I waffle between, I, I, I'd say, so the first one I ever saw was two, um, and then the first one I ever remember really, and I love two, but three was the one I remember being like, okay, this is for me. And I think it was because by that point in time, like being, being older and not, not being alive, like as these were coming out, I knew Jason for the hockey mask. And I was like, oh, this yeah. is where he, he was indoctrinated to like his, his full character. Like he got his, his suit here uh, kind of thing. So I think that, that probably uh, played into a portion of it, but yeah, the friend group thing, like this, this is probably our, our favorite friend group. Um, within the franchise. Yeah. And I love your introduction. I love like that you come out with that creepy fucking mask. <laughs> yeah. uh, I, that's a weird scene. I never, yeah. I, I, I was like, well, well, we filmed the, 
we basically filmed chronologically, except for we did the, the store first. So the first thing we filmed was the store. Okay. And then, so we filmed the store. Then they filmed the Harold and Edna scene. Uh, so I was off a few a week, and then we came back and we did, and we basically did it chronologically, starting with picking up Vera. So that was like my first day. I remember with everybody, and that's just, I never thought I did. I thought I'd love to go back and do that. I feel like this is weird walking behind him with the thing. I don't know. I love it's, it. It's awkward. It's awkward. It well, it is awkward, but your character is awkward. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. fitting. Yeah. So when when you read the script for the first time, and you, well, it seems like the initial script maybe varied from you know what the final product was, which is probably pretty commonplace. But in that initial script. Was there mention of the hockey mask? And did you see in there, like, hey, I'm going to be the character that introduces this thing? Um, well, I did, I, I'm sure it just said mask. I'm sure it didn't say hockey mask. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it, it, when you're reading a script, it, like, you know, there might be a line in the script that says he's wearing the mask, but you're not like folks like who could know like yeah you didn't know what like that that <laughs> that it would be this iconic symbol that was like because you're not seeing the map you're just seeing a little one line but then you know the rest of the movie is just him chasing uh you know killing people and you know you know in your head you're not picturing a map so when yeah. you're reading it there's no there's no kind of like oh this is going to be iconic well when you guys were filming um and they gave him the mask was there any any indication at all that this was going to be like the future there was no future yeah this is, exactly this is yeah. he dies at the end there's no future yeah. there was no like oh there's going to be 12 movies there yeah was, who would no one ever done three yeah you know they had done a, right halloween they couldn't even do three halloween the third halloween right, right. You know, we're we're pre all of that. Friday Thirteen is really the first to do the most right to go into the most Halloween that blown it right. They they said we're doing two, and they think, and then Friday is next, right? No one had really Texas Chainsaw Massacre hadn't come out with the second one yet, Uh, right? No one else had done it. Friday is the first franchise that goes three, four, five, six. In, in very short amount of time, we have four movies in five years. Yeah, uh, and then the fifth one—I mean, they're, they're just going right. There's that's the first one that said, "Oh, this is how you do it." And then Nightmare came out right in '84 was the first one, and they immediately went two, three, four. Right? They yeah. they they went to two, three. Um, so that was that we started that that thing. It didn't exist before that. Yeah. Did you audition for any of those films, the the Nightmare on Elm Street films? No, no. Yeah, I didn't know how that worked. If it was kind of like, because nowadays I feel like, um, there's no crossover. They don't do that. And I was, you know, there's no fat kid. In Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> what, uh, so what about? Steve Miner, how was he to work with? Because he was pretty young at the time, yeah, right? He seems like it would have been so fun. Yeah. He directed uh, well, part I, two, right? And three. And he had I, done two. He had done two. He had produced, he had co-produced one and then directed two. And, and 
you know, so it was my first experience with a director. Uh, it's my first movie. Um, you know, he was really much more focused. I, I mean, I, I can't tell you how it was this new 3D process we were not doing, right? We were doing the Polaroid 3D. It was a brand new process that uh, Gerald Vile, the cinematographer, had developed. No one had done this version, this way of filming before where the, the, the special camera, the, the, you know, two lenses, that's where all the attention was. There was very little attention on the acting, you know, it's not, you know, they don't, I mean, we did fine, you know, but there wasn't a lot, but we never did a read through, we never had a table read, we never did like, okay, let's just come here and do lines and think about motivation, there was none of that. Was get here, okay. Here's the thing. I mean, we did, but also we filmed very little a day. I mean, we it took three months. It's a 90 minute movie, 85 minute movie. You know, we are doing two pages a day at most. Uh, that's very little, um, yeah. in the movie world. Um, for a, for a, I mean, the first movie they filmed in, in four weeks, so we took three times as long because of the 3D. Uh, so it's just you're just like you're never like oh I gotta I gotta memorize this whole thing like we never had more than two pages that we had to learn you know so not we had trouble memorizing a library. It seems like it was a very uh, painstaking process. It was. It took it took two hours to do every, any setup to two hours. So you, in, when you're filming a movie, you do you know your master and then you do your your coverage, right? Your close-up, you know, one angle on one person, angle another, and so you know we do. So like we're doing the uh, overhead shot, the the juggling, right? So juggling into that camera, right? So we do that, and then okay, go away, come back in two or three hours, do the do do it again, you know, this straight ahead angle, and then come back in two or three hours, do it, uh, you know. On, close-up angle, you know, it, it just took a long time. Yeah, everything had to be so precise, I can imagine. Wait a minute, was the juggling a prerequisite? Did they ask you that? Uh, or was that like, <laughs> tell, tell me more. No, it was not, because what, in the original script, we were all supposed to have those paddle balls. Oh, yeah, yeah, The ball with a string, yeah. and, and, we were, and, we were, and they said, here, go learn this. So I'm like, okay, I'll do this. And, and then they realize it doesn't work because although the ball comes back to the paddle, it doesn't go straight, right? The mm. ball goes, ding, 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 you know, every which way coming back, you can't get it to go to the camera. So that didn't work. And then I, they, I said, I juggle. And they said, okay. And they changed. That's insane. And yeah. it just so happened that one of your co, like the, a co-lead in the film was also a juggler. <laughs> like that's wild. Yeah. What are the chances? Yeah. Well, they would have. I, well, it turned out. Well, it turned out that uh, uh, Jeff could also juggle too. He wasn't as good as I was, but he could. He could hold it, and so, so we both could juggle. Yeah, I feel like I. I only, love that scene. Too. I only know one person, like in my life, that can juggle. I don't. I don't think I know anyone personally. That, like I can juggle too, and like my kids think it's cool, but like I'm not <laughs> doing three. Well, you can learn. It's not that hard. But you know, when you're when you're an actor, you learn all this stuff. Yeah, I'll I'll watch some YouTube videos. Yeah, impress my kids. We're gonna have to have a horror dad's juggle off. See, there like you go. Who can juggle the longest yeah. between you and I? 
Yeah. What, what do you want? Don't get start, start with socks, like balls of socks, like over the bed. That's easy because then if they fall, you just pick them up. Figured I'd start with like flaming bowling pins. <laughs> that works too. Yeah. Chainsaw. Let's just go right to the chainsaw. Just yeah, go there you go. Right <laughs> to it. <laughs> Give me a Billy. Stand here. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So the 3D, you mentioned the 3D filming um, being super tough and technologically speaking. So it seems like there are a couple different methods associated with 3D filming. So it seems like this was like the first of its kind. Is that is that what you're saying? Yeah, this this way of doing it was no one had done it before, from my understanding. Which is so cool, and I imagine it's one of those things that like they were selling to you guys, like this is going to be amazing and groundbreaking, and then you guys were like, "This." Well, sucks. no one sold it to me. They're no. Just, I, no, I don't get a set. They're like, "Stand here, this is our camera," but it looked great. I mean, when you got to the final, you guys haven't seen in 3D, but keep them. I mean, it may, have you, you've seen red blue sleeves. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. And then you've gone to uh, an amusement park and then, like, or seen, you've gone, you've been to a movie and seen, like, now clear three right? Yeah, yeah. we and saw. It's so much better. This was really, the, there was one other movie that had used clear 3D, a different process, that was called Coming At Ya, which had come out a little bit before. And that was the first of the second wave of 3D movies, the first wave being the 50s wave, right? The Creature Black Reserve. Uh, way, but this 80s way of 3D where, you know, it was, um, right, Friday the 13th and then Jaws and Amityville 3D, right, and Stars, uh, uh, Star Troopers or whatever. Was anyway, yeah. there were a bunch of 3D movies and we were the first to, to do that. And it looked great. I mean, when we, I never seen it in the theater and it looks great because it doesn't have that red blue that gives you a headache. They're clear, clap. Yeah, I fell asleep with those on down here one night. I think I was actually watching this, and my wife came down. And was yeah, there like, you go. "What are you doing yeah. down here?" And I was like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I'm sleeping. I'm not sitting here like a like yeah. a corpse, staring straight ahead in my right. red and blues." My wife did that to uh, Coraline once, yeah, yeah. and I was I was actually talking to her, and I had no idea she was her eyes were closed behind those glasses. That movie's, <laughs> that movie's really great. Yeah, Coraline. Uh, so, what was the premiere like? Like after you guys all what? It, did, was it like a no premiere? No premiere. We did <laughs> really? not get a premiere. There was no a, red carpet. No red carpet. Nobody cared. <laughs> uh, nobody cared. They did not know what they had in their hands. We there was a Catholic screening. I remember uh, sunset, and that was that, so. I got to, I saw it. I actually there was a like a. I heard they were doing a, a screening, like a test screening, like I'd given out tickets for it, River, and uh, found out about it and crashed it. Uh, so I had seen it before. Actually, um, but then there was a guest cruise screening. So that was, that was fine. We, we were all like, okay, we thought. Uh, you know, nobody expected that much. Uh, we opened uh, August 13th, so we opened on Friday 13th, 1982, the summer of. E.T. and Poltergeist and, and The Thing and Blade Runner. And E.T. has been the number one movie all summer since June, you know. And uh, we opened the same day as Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Um, uh, and we killed. Uh, it, it, it. We were number one at the box office for the weekend. Um, 
It did like 20 million in its first two weekends, which no, but back then was a lot of money, and nobody expected that. And it was, it was a big hit. Uh, Fast Times was number seven at the bottom. And you guys unseated it, ET, right? We had, yes. That is yeah. so amazing. We took ET down from from number one. Yeah. What? Uh, what? So did this come out in June? Do you do you remember? What? Uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Three. Oh, it came out August Thirteenth. August Thirteenth. E.T. came out. E.T. came out in June. It was number one all summer. Oh, right? okay. July, until we came out August Thirteenth. We came out on, on Friday Thirteenth. Oh, beautiful, man! So, so awesome. it was a it was a big deal. I mean, like, yeah, that is so cool to be a part of. Like, how did that feel? Like, I mean, were you guys like? I know you didn't text back then. <laughs> yeah, I know we didn't have any way. I didn't have we didn't I didn't have anyone's phone number. I had no way we didn't talk about it. Just, oh my god! So you're just freaking out by it. yourself. We, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was with my friends, and, and I knew. I mean, so for a while, I was. I'm, I'm using air quotes. I was famous in that. Everywhere I went, people recognized. Right. So you, I, I mean, you have yeah. a very distinct look at that point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, right. I remember going a few weeks after the movie opened, going with my friends to Six Flags, Magic Mountain. Uh, you know, it's a big business park. Um, and uh, just as I walked down, you know, past the lines, you just I heard the people Shelly, it's like private you know, I, I hear that. <laughs> it was a thing. And, I, and you know, I, everywhere I go for like a month, you know, people would go, you're a little It's amazing. I got to be, yeah. Yeah, a little, little, yeah, you I'm know, a, I'm uh, a big deal. Like almost 40 years later, 40 years later, you'd have two nerd dads, nerdy uh, dads, yeah. yeah, doing the same thing. Just <laughs> through, well, I, I, through Zoom. last week, I was walking in Westwood and uh, I walked by, they were doing the premiere of Sonic 2. Yeah. Uh, and I walked by and some guy turned around and went, You're Larry Zerner. You know? <laughs> so, uh, there are people who know right now. That's awesome. Yeah, you have nerds like me wearing your T-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. That's right. I mean, the, look, I mean, I, I got a T-shirt. I'm in a video game. Oh, yeah, that's right. You were in the... Uh, how was that? What was that process like? Uh, well, I, I got to do the the voice. So the the, the, the motion capture is the same for all the Okay, so yeah. Um, uh, but I, but I, I met the guys from gun uh, uh who, who did the game and, and met them at, at, at the e3 which is the, the computer game expo uh like a few two a few years before the game came out and, and, you know someone introduced us and, and sort of stayed in touch and then they're like after the game came out they're like come on come on in and i'm like and they're like i'm like i'm thinking i'm thinking how much do i have to pay them to you know, put me in the game. They're like, "We're gonna pay you." And I'm like, "Whoa, what? Like, like, these guys are idiots." Like, I'm like, "I want to pay them." <laughs> did they have that. you do any? Uh, did they have you do any like famous lines from the movie? Yeah, the bunch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't. <laughs> I think I. I mean, like, uh, you know, you play the game, you can hear it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But not, but not a lot that triggers those the actual thing. Sure. Uh, the game is the game. I don't know if you played the game. Did you play the game? Yeah, I have it. Um, I played a little bit of it. Like with the kids, it's so hard for me to. First just, of all, get time to play games, it. and second of all, play horror games. You know. 
Did they, you buy it? They ported it uh, over to the Switch, which really? is like the only system I have. Yeah, it's sitting right down there. I just got it like two weeks ago. So, damn, I didn't know that. But I bet they took down the server. I bet it's not running. Oh, I don't know. I I played. Yeah, it. I don't think it's running. Have a good Maybe maybe they're still running. They, they, there goes they my the line. I was, yeah, I know it had gone back and forth for a while because of the rights issues. And, yeah. Um, but I I remember John came over to my house once, and I was like, "Dude, you have to like see this." And he was walking around the cabin, just like clicking on all. I the, didn't make it out of there. Yeah, you I didn't even like, leave the I cabin. Spent, like, just, Ninety minutes in there, just like reading. No, I, I, I mean, when I go into the barn, I was like, it brings back memories because I, you know, I was in that barn. I yeah. spent days yeah. in that barn, and it's like. They really captured it. Pretty cool. And it it really is amazing. Just people that care, you know, they gave so much of a shit about it, and that's that's incredible. That's the that's, thing. That's yeah. what you want from a production standpoint. Typically, game developers are like, let's package yeah. it, push it out. Yeah, Who gives yeah. a shit? These guys are like, you know, yeah. tender, love, and care. Yep, for sure, for sure, for and sure. And as a fan, it's just amazing because fans made that playing it is like like John like I was saying like I couldn't even like really have fun with it because I was just like looking at everything and I don't, I don't even really know what the game mechanics are like, <laughs> but I can tell you all but the it's, it's great to play. I mean, if you can get a bunch of people, you know, like to really play with friends then that's really the best. Yeah. It, that, that, then everybody can trash talk and you're having fun. As opposed, <laughs> it's more fun than playing with strangers. Sure. Yeah. When you play with strangers, it kind of probably just feels like a little like takes it. Yeah. Just uh, like yeah. work. Yeah. So Larry, what about uh, other franchises? Uh, so we've talked to a lot. We've talked to a lot of people on the show that have starred in horror films that just like don't really care for it. But it seems like you're a fan of the genre. So, do you have yeah, yeah. other franchises or specific horror films that you really like that you enjoy? Uh, I'm a, well, Dawn of the Dead. I think was like the seminal movie. I saw that opening night in the theater. Uh, man, that's just it's just it's, that was everything. It's just so great. We're so we're very very close to the mall that that was filmed in Monroeville, oh. PA. We're maybe yeah, like yeah. a little over an hour away from there, so we're going. We're actually going to go there uh, in June. Uh, they're holding a little convention, so we're going to go check it out. Uh, yeah, I love Dawn of the Dead. I, you know, I love I love I love The Conjuring, the first one. Oh yeah, really well done. Yeah, no, I love Malignant. I thought Malignant was so fun. It was yeah, a ton of so fun. crazy. A ton of yeah. fun. Uh, I just saw I saw X a few weeks ago. That was. Yeah, what do you think? We just watched it uh, Easter night. Yeah, we did. Yeah, I thought he did a great job. I, 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 I'm not. I didn't love the like um, uh, the innkeepers and um, what is the House of the Devil? House of the uh, Devil. Yeah, they were they were okay, but I think X was really was really fun uh, and just really well done. I love that opening shot where he uses the barn door to to make the aspect ratio. Seemed like a, a 70s movie, and then it, comes and then it zooms in, I, I yeah, and right sizes. I thought that yeah. was great. Yeah, like my favorite first shot. Great. Yeah, this movie made me uh, really appreciate Ty West and what he does. He yeah. he's a real deal. He's, yeah, and I mean, I love House of the Devil. It's one of my favorites, but this movie really put everything kind of in perspective and together for me. Yeah, it was. You know, I, it's good to act, and everyone's great. I mean, the whole cast. Oh my God! Yeah, that cast was amazing. Yeah, so good. And I, I feel like we're not snobs where it's like, hey, it has to be smart and there has to be a point. Like we like, you know, we we like movies that are fun just for being fun. Like there's yeah, nothing wrong with definitely. that. Uh, but th- this movie is is like pretty pretty smart. It's got a it's got a cool point to it. I think I think there's some 
um, subtext to it, which is interesting. And yeah, this is one of the, yeah. it, it's one of the few slashers you can watch and like think about afterwards yeah. and wonder. I you was know thinking I mean? about it for a few days. Yeah, yeah for sure. I, yeah. Which, which I always appreciate. Um, don't get me wrong. Like I love slashers just for slashing too, but this, this was cool to just like to, to think about for a few days. Certainly. Uh, yeah. Most, and most of it sort of makes sense. Like you bought it. I don't know the, the pitchfork guess. I wasn't really like, ah, that maybe, maybe that one, but other one else, I thought it made sense. Yeah. That, that's probably the only one where you're like, really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. 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 You mentioned Nightmare on Elm Street. Are you a big fan of those franchise of that franchise? I, you know, I I can't ever my I've really only seen one and three, and I love both one and three. Oh yeah. Uh, but like, and I keep like I have on my on my watch list like all the others, and I just haven't watched. Yeah, I think the first um, four are are golden, and after that, you kind of start to get you know, Freddy's really off the rails at that point. Yeah. So, Larry, you were in, I have to mention this movie because it came out in 2017, Death House. Death House, yeah. What, how did they get literally everybody in that movie? I guess you pay them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What was that like? Uh, Well, I mean, I'm easy to get. I mean, those other people, you know, uh, Kane, Hodder, and Bill Mosley, and Fidhe, and uh, Barbara Crampton, you know. Yeah. Tony yeah. Todd, D. Wallace, just like the list goes on. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's the expendables of horror. You know, Honestly. I, I, I don't think the movie, you know, didn't, it, it didn't really come gel in a way that you would hope. Um, but, uh, you know, I had, I thought, I mean, I just have a little cameo. Uh, yeah, it was one of those hard. where it, it the in theory it, it works better than maybe an execution. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's right. funny that you mentioned the expendables because that's the exact vibe I got. It was like this is horror expendables. Right. But in the expendables that get them all together at the same time here we're like you can see like well there's like everyone's <laughs> on a different day. Right? Yeah. We just got we got them for an hour. Like, put them in, they'll throw their thing and then we'll be back. <laughs> yeah, there's no reshoots, nothing like that. We had Barbara for an hour. She's done. Yesterday was my first, exp- like, I knew about the movie, but I watched it yesterday in preparation for this, uh, just to check it out. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's the first I'd seen it. Yeah, it's on Tubi. Yeah. I knew it existed, but I had no idea what it even was really about. And as the credits were rolling, I was like, oh, my God, like, Tony, T-, like, just, they yeah, kept Gunner kicking, Hansen? and I was like, what? <clears throat> Did you watch the uh, the uh, the killing of the uh, Cole Brown Simpson? I no, I did not. I don't know that I made it that far. No, no, no this is uh, another thing he was in. Oh, um, sorry. Was. Yeah, I was I like, I got a better in that one, but uh, I played the guy who finds the body. Oh, because uh, uh, Dan Farron uh, did Crystal Lake Memories that directed it. Awesome. So, so in addition, to- and Tracy Savage is in it too. Playing a movie. Oh, we know your career has evolved into more into law, but do you still do you actively look for roles, or do you just kind of do what comes up that's sort of fun that you kind of want want to do? Yeah, I don't I don't have time to. I mean, I don't look for roles, and I don't go. I'm not auditioning, yeah. but anybody wants to put me in a movie, and you know, I'm still sad. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy, you know, I'm happy. I, I, it's so much fun to have the day away from work and you know and play on a movie set. 
I, I love doing it. I hope I, I hope I can do it. Oh yeah, so, and you were in uh, all the creatures are stirring, right? The janitor. Oh, yeah, yeah, that yeah. movie's great. Yeah, that movie is great. Uh, yeah, uh, Rebecca McKendry. Yeah, movie. yeah. Uh, that yeah, yeah. I watch that movie every Christmas. That's so yeah, uh, so, so cool. When did you sort of like start to evolve into law? So obviously, you'd been involved in the industry prior. Um, yeah, so you know, I gave acting a shot for you know, I graduated college in '85 and was trying to make money, and I wasn't really making any money. So my dad said he'd pay for law school. So I was like, okay, well, I got nothing else going. Yeah, I'll go to law school. And turns out I, I have a knack for it. So I've been doing it 30 years now. I'm pretty good at it. So it works out well. And I, I represent a lot of people in the, in the horror business. So I, I'm Rebecca McKenzie's uh, lawyer. I'm Dan Farron's lawyer. I represented say, Sid Haig for a while. Um, uh, a bunch of other people in the, in the horror world. So, and you're in uh, copyright law, right? I do copyright and entertainment law. And you started your own firm, what, I, I think I saw on your site, like, what, in 2000? 2000, yeah. So I've been on my own for almost 22 years. Oh, yeah. wow. Long time. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I need to become an actor now, just so I can hire you to be my lawyer. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Well, maybe you'll uh, have a deal with start your podcast. Yeah. <laughs> are, there, are, there any, are there any dad, horror dad-centric questions that you have? Like, you know, that's like, how would you kill my kid if you could, right? <laughs> well, I guess we, we not That would be a dad not. question. Right? Maybe we should. So the dad element of the podcast, I guess, is more, uh, so we talk a ton about, you know, Jamie and I have, like, we, we have full-time jobs and we're, we're parents and this is something we do for fun. Um, but it it's kind of interesting to see, like, the response in like the professional community when people are like, Oh, you like horror. And they're kind of like, Oh my God, like you can do that. And this job at the same time, like you can like scary movies and be uh, a professional responsible, professional and adult. Um, so a lot of our, our show, we do a lot of interviews, but we also do a lot of just, um, discussion based stuff around films. But a lot of what we talk about is just like, uh, how we sort of leverage watching movies like Disturbia with our kids and trying to, coach them and, and guide them and understand like, Hey, you know, it's just a movie. And, uh, you know, this is what it is that you're, you're seeing. This is, well, you could, I guess, show up like monster house. right? That's oh, that's a big one for us. Yeah. We, that's a staple in our homes. Yeah. yeah. So if, uh, if you had kids, what would be the first, first Friday the 13th you'd show, uh, if you, if you had kids, there's a horror dad question. Part three, well, right? Well, I would show mine. Yeah. They, right. Yeah. What else? <laughs> parts of your character though is that little like harry potter like case that you carry that has like way too much shit in there like the scuba suit and the yeah yeah Yeah, what was what was in there uh was there stuff in there that didn't make it into the movie i don't think there was anything in there (laughs) it's just empty (laughs) oh man (laughs) i mean yeah, I don't think there was anything. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. We, I didn't like sense memory. It, you know, like now I would have a thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. No. No. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, I was I was thinking about that today too when I did the rewatch, for sure. Any 
If you had uh, the opportunity to be involved in any uh, remake or reboot or anything, like if you had a bucket list like film to be in, uh, is there one that comes to mind for you? Horror film, that is? I mean, other than the next Rider Dean? That could yeah. be the answer. I that mean, can be the I answer. Mean, you know, hopefully they'll make another movie one day and, uh, you know, I'll do a jammy. Yeah, we can all hope. Well, Vincent DeSantis. Uh, well, there you go. A ton yeah. of uh, the I, fans. I don't really. I don't really. We had him on the show. Um, so. Yeah. I think he, uh, I think he would do us all uh, the courtesy of knowing oh who's God. most important yeah. to us, and 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 we as fans would rally around the the Shelley resurgence. No, I, so. well, I know he would put me in if he could, but yeah. I don't, he's not the one who gets to say in the matter. Yeah, <laughs> Larry, well, we, we really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much for for doing this with us. Uh, it's honestly, it's been an honor, oh. and and we really do appreciate it. All right, hope to. Catch you guys at a convention one day. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely.